0: This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. The next story is posted by Persephonet. From our slash erotica, the title of this post is A Right to Rule, Part 2. Sit back and enjoy the story. Not long after Jack's first inspection, Abrams knocked on the door and entered with a small duffel bag. Lady Evelyn, your mother has commanded me to prepare you both for your journey to your new home, he said. We're leaving already, Evie exclaimed with surprise. While it was tradition for a lady and her first boy to move into a house chosen by the woman's mother soon after being paired, she didn't think it would only be a matter of hours. Your mother is eager to get you both settled in. I think you will enjoy the home she picked out for you, my lady, Abrams said. But first, I need to properly package Jack for the ride. Abrams set down the bag on the bed and pulled out a few items. Jack eyed the bag nervously. Abrams, who usually maintained a serious demeanor, chuckled when he saw Jack's apprehension. I remember when I joined your mother's household. I was just as panicked. Of course, I didn't have the pressure of being the first, your father. My lady had that honor. But it's a day I remember well to this day. He said. First, we have to gag you, boy, Abrams said, pulling out a black ball gag. He brought it over to Jack. Open wide. Abrams put the ball into Jack's mouth and fastened the gag behind Jack's head. Jack let out a little grunt as the gag was placed, and some drool pooled around the gag. Abrams then pulled out a silver chain with clamps on either end, and put one on each of Jack's nipples. Jack let out a wince as Abrams tightened the clamps. Quiet, or these go on your balls, Abrams said sternly. Now, I want you to touch your toes. Jack hesitantly bent over to touch his toes leaving him in a vulnerable position. From her vantage point, Evie could see Jack's balls and shaft peeking through his legs, and his ass cheeks were spreading so that his anus was particularly visible. Abrams put a little bit of lube on his index finger and almost surgically stuck his finger in Jack's asshole. Jack started squirming and grunting at this violation. Abrams then quickly removed his finger and replaced it with a thin butt plug. No bigger than Abrams' finger? Don't let it fall out boy or it'll be replaced with a much bigger one, Abrams said. Ivy wondered if Jack had any sexual experience with other men. Usually, Lithian men were very fluid in their sexual preferences, but she knew that it was much more taboo in the surrounding kingdoms. He did seem certainly tense around Abrams, but he was still sporting a rather impressive heart on. Abrams finished up his work by pulling Jack's wrists behind his back and putting leather cuffs around them to restrict his movement. He then clipped the leash that had been on the floor back onto Jack's collar. My lady, there is a car waiting for you both. Your personal belongings will be sent along behind you once we pack them up. But all of your necessities are at your new home. Already. So you should be quite comfortable. Said Abrams. We must be on our way. Allowing Evie to leave her room first. Abrams followed behind pulling Jack along on the leash. Jack was quite the sight to everyone they passed. A handsome boy. Gagged with drool dribbling down his chin, nipple clamps jingling, and sphincter clenched to keep in the small plug. His walking was awkward because of his inability to use his arms, as well as the fact that Abrams was pulling him forcefully. Understandably, Jack was flushed with embarrassment, compounded by the fact he was still flagging a rather large erection. When they reached the car, Evie went into the back seat behind the driver. Jack was pushed into the car by Abrams. Abrams uncuffed Jack's hands and put them in cuffs that had been built into the back seat instead. Abrams then, as if Jack was an incapable child, fastened Jack's seatbelt for him. My lady, I doubt you will have any trouble with this one during the ride, but if you do, here is a prod to control the boy. Abrams said seriously, handing Evie a small cattle prod that was a rather familiar sight around lithe, as it was the main way to subdue rowdy boys who were acting out of place. Jack looked at the prod with fear. Clearly it had been used on him enough to cause such a reaction. I think we'll be okay, Abrams, Evie said, a little uncomfortable with being handed such an intense instrument so casually. I have faith in that, Lady Evelyn. Connor here can also be of assistance if you need it, Abrams said, referring to the driver. We here at your mother's household will miss you dearly, my lady. Please visit often, said Abrams, looking at the young woman. Well, if my mother has any say in the matter, you know I will be over more than I'd like to be said Evie dryly. Smiling, Abrams closed the door and signaled the driver that he was clear to leave. Hi, Connor, said Evie. Connor was her mother's main household chauffeur, so Evie knew him rather well. Hello, Lady Evelyn, said Connor. He was outfitted in the standard uniform of her mother's servants, naked except for a leather pair of underwear, a pair of sunglasses to aid with driving, and of course, a collar. Since he was newer in the household, His nipples' piercings were silver rings. The drive shouldn't be too long. Your mother did not want you farther than 30 minutes away from her, which shouldn't surprise you, Connor said with a chuckle. He was much more relaxed and playful with Evie than someone like Abrams, who took everything very seriously and worshipped the ground her mother walked on. No, no it does not, she said smiling. After about 20 minutes of driving, Connor turned into a long driveway that cut through a wooded area. At this point, Jack's drool from being gagged had dripped down past his chest, onto his penis. His eyes had glazed over, a sense of defeat in his fate settling in. Connor drove up the driveway and pulled up in front of a white Cape Cod style house. It had black shutters and dormer windows in the second floor. In other words, it was adorable and exactly Evie's style. June had done well. I was expecting some sort of sex dungeon mixed with a library with books on how to make granddaughters. Knowing my mother, Evie said. Who said those aren't in there? My lady, Connor said, giving her a wink. He turned out the car and got out, opening Evie's door for her. She stepped out, and was immediately taken by how quiet the estate was. Well, it's certainly beautiful, Evie said, as Connor went to the other side to pull a bound Jack out of the car. Connor gave Jack a loud smack on the bum and said and you both go. I've been tasked to give you both a tour of Lady Evelyn's new home. Let's take the gag out first, Con, Evie said. She didn't want drool all over her new home. Connor nodded and removed the gag from Jack's mouth. Jack gave a cough and tried clearing his throat to make his mouth moist again. Connor smiled as he draped the gag unceremoniously on the flagpole on the house's exterior. He then pulled out a set of keys and handed it to Evie. This is your set of keys, my lady, if you'd like to do the honors. Connor said, gesturing at the door. Evie unlocked and opened the door and stepped into a light-filled entryway. Alright, now I'm not much of a tour guide so I do apologize. Connor said as he led Evie and Jack through the first floor. He breezed through the living room, dining room and entertaining space. When they entered the kitchen, Connor spoke directly to Jack for the first time. I assume you know your way around a kitchen, boy. Adopting a stern tone that Evie wasn't used to hearing from Connor. Yes, Jack said. Yes, sir. Connor reprimanded. I am your superior in this house. And don't you forget it. Yes, sir. I apologize, Jack said, eyes on the floor. Evie stopped for a second and turned to Connor. Wait, does that mean you're officially working for me now? Evie asked with delight. Her and Connor always got along very well. Connor smiled. Yes, my lady. My mother thought I would be more suitable as a driver for you, as well as providing extra-disciplinary experience if needed. Evie raised an eyebrow at that. Not that I presume you will need assistance, my lady, Connor added. Well, we'll see. I'm happy to have you here, at the very least, Evie said. The three headed upstairs, Jack trailing behind with his ass still plugged and arms still bound. Connor led them into a beautiful master bedroom that looked like out of a pottery barn catalogue, except for the large dog crate next to the bed. When Jack and Evie saw this, they both blushed. Connor laughed. You two are so fresh and new, it's wonderful. Now, as you have probably guessed, these are Lady Evelyn's quarters. Outfitted with a crate if she decides to let you sleep near her. He said to Jack, There's also a bathroom and dressing room to the right where you will assist her in the mornings. He added. He then brought them to a much smaller bedroom and bathroom. Also with a dog crate. This is where you will sleep as Lady Evelyn does not want your presence. Connor said. There's a large dog bed in the closet if she trusts you to sleep unlocked as well. He added. Connor turned to Evie. My lady... I would recommend for at least the first few nights to not allow the boy to roam free. Non-Lithian boys have a reputation of getting up to no good when left to their own devices. Evie nodded. I'll see what happens later. He seems pretty harmless, honestly. As Evie said that, something dropped on the floor. Evie looked and saw that Jack's butt plug had fallen out of his ass. I am sorry, my lady. I tried to hold on to it but Connor snorted, already needing something bigger in his ass. Maybe this foreigner is more of a submissive slut than I thought. Evie was secretly delighted and aroused at the thought of Jack needing something larger to fill his round bottom. Well, are you just going to leave that there? Evie asked, eyeing the upturned plug. And no, Jack said, trying to and pick it up with his bound hands, and failing. Well, my lady, it looks like your boy has one of two options, to pick it up with his mouth or try and insert it back up in him, Connor said. I'll be curious to see what he decides. Jack turned bright red. His penis had grown hard at the attention and humiliation, clearly preferring the plug to go back inside of him rather than hold a used plug in his mouth. Jack squatted over the upturned plug, positioning his hole over the tip. Slowly, he lowered himself down on the plug, wincing as the wide part stretched his ring. After a bit of panting and clenching, the plug was back in. He stood up carefully, making sure the plug did not drop again. Well, after that display of disobedience. Our last stop is fitting, Connor said as they headed down the stairs and into the basement. Evie was greeted with a room with black walls, leather couches, a high-tech sound system, and most notably, sex toys of every kind. There was a St. Andrew's cross in the middle of the room and rigging points attached to the ceiling. There were shelves with dildos, vibrators, clamps, plugs, blindfolds, gags and more, all organized and labeled. On the wall hung a variety of impact play devices. From paddles to whips to canes. So the sex dungeon thing wasn't a joke. Evie said, taken aback? No, it was not, Connor said, enjoying the reactions of the two. There's a large jacuzzi through that door, a bathroom through the other one. That over there is a storage closet with a lot of your mother wanted there to be plenty of room for you to entertain guests here. Evie had heard about raucous sex parties held by women when they came of age with their friends. But Evie thought they were exaggerated rumors. Clearly, they were not. The other important purpose of this room is of course. If you need to punish your boy for things like losing his butt plug, Connor said smirking. Jack blushed again. Well, I'll leave you two alone. I'm staying in the apartment above the garage, my lady. If you need me for anything, Connor said, heading out of the basement, leaving Jack and Evie actually alone for the first time.